Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Failing Forward podcast with Niki Loesch. I have an amazing guest today. I know I say that all the time, but literally, this is going to be an episode that you're going to want to flag, you're going to want to like, you're going to want to share with all your friends and family starting off the new year with a bang. Uh, my guest is one of the funniest guys I've ever heard. I heard him first on Clubhouse, and then I actually looked into his TikTok, and he literally just made me grin from ear to ear. So I'm really, really excited to bring a little bit of laughter to your lives and joy, but also to share a really empowering story about how this individual has failed forward in their life to getting to where they are today. Mr. Eric Artel, he is a Los Angeles-based actor, content creator, host, and voiceover artist. I'm sure you guys have heard him before and didn't even know it. He's been helping out um, with a lot of movies, a lot of shows, a lot of things. So I'm just going to go ahead and list off some of them that I'm sure you'll be very familiar with. Eric's film and TV acting credits include The Ender's Game, Superhero Movie, Scrubs, which I know a lot of you love, Monk, and dozens of national commercials like Pepsi, Chevy, Progressive. I'm sure you've heard of some of those, right? And many, many more. He actually was also part of the Emmy award-winning PBS show, Dragonfly TV. Now, here's a cool fun fact. As a voiceover actor, he's lent his voice to numerous television and radio commercials, animation projects, video games, including Mad Cartoon, Marvel's Avengers, Lord of the Rings, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Pretty cool. Currently, he is the host of the TV show Prank Academy from America's Funniest Videos. So you guys, I just hope you're ready for a really, really fun conversation. Um, if you guys have not checked out his TikTok, you got to go check it out. Eric Artel, he has over 4 million viewers that are just enjoying his comedic videos on there. So really cool stuff. Now, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to have some fun. We will do some improv. We will have some jokes. We will make you laugh. But before we get into that, I want to really dive into Eric's failing forward story. So, Eric, welcome to the podcast, first uh, and foremost. Nika, thank you very much. That was that was a lot of stuff and uh, <laughs> and a lot of pressure that you now put. Now it's like we have to get our stand up comedy routine uh, going. Like uh, you know, what's the deal with uh, Zoom? What's the deal with technology? I mean, technology. you are such a, a multifaceted individual and your resume goes on and on and on. I just wanted to point out some of my favorite fun facts to let the audience know, like this conversation is not only a big deal, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be totally different than some of the other content that we've had. So I'm really excited. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and you're doing amazing stuff here and failing forward. Fail Listen, failing is one of my favorite topics. To, to talk about, because if no one has ever, I, there are people all over the world who listen to this and watch this and, uh, and enjoy your content. And, uh, and some of them have maybe never encountered an actor before, but if you've never met an actor, just know that uh, when you do meet an actor, that person has experienced more failure than almost anyone else that you've, that you've ever met. Think of it like, if you were uh, dating and you were asking people out uh, and 99 out of 100 people that you asked to go on a date said no. Now, I know that, that actually that happens. So I, I want to be sensitive to that. But, but I love it. I love it. I love it. Already if, bringing out the jokes. <laughs> imagine if like 99% of the time you have tried to do something, you, uh, you were told no. That's what being an actor basically is like. 
It's probably even higher. I don't know. I've never even put in the to the uh, the stats. But anyway, failing. I have experienced a lot of failure in my life. I don't know if we can call it failing though, right, Niku? I mean, I don't know. Failing is such a failing. Maybe we can call it. Maybe there should be another word for it, like um, setbacking. Yeah, no? or an opportunity. It's a setup for an opportunity yes. to grow, right? If, the way I look at it is. There's no such thing as failure until you quit. So as long as you don't quit, you're just progressing and failing forward. You're moving forward. You're moving towards your goals. You're moving towards the thing that you're trying to accomplish. What is failure? Failure is quitting. So don't quit. You won't fail. Don't, don't quit. You won't fail. Do you have that on a t-shirt? I will buy it. Um, We should totally do that. Right. Or hashtag get elevated for elevated tribe. Right. That's right. That's right. You with the eight, the number eight, don't don't write it incorrectly it's, yes it's, and the eight turned sideways is the infinity sign for those of you that are like why does she throw this eight in there it's so hard for me to remember how to spell this why can't she just make it an a well i included the infinity sign in the word elevated because we're always working towards getting elevated forever and ever and ever because life is all about learning and growing and when you stop learning you stop growing that's when you are literally dead yeah, I love this. I mean, it's so much, right? It's so much about the, it's so little about the destination and it is so much about the journey. I mean, there obviously there are so many idioms and so many like phrases you can throw out there, but it's so true. The, the, the process of what you're going through in life is so much more important than the destination. You know, talking about the acting world, I, I've known, I've had dear friends who have been, I've had some fun success as an actor and it's been really fun. And you mentioned some of the stuff and, and I've loved it. It's been so great to do, but I have some friends who are legitimate stars, posters, uh, billboards, sides of buses, you know, those type of type of people. And I will tell you, Niku, they, they are not satisfied. Like there, you would think that whatever line of work you're in, as an actor, in the line of work as an actor, you think like the pinnacle is to have your own show, to be the main person on your own show, or to be the head, the star of the movie, you know, da, da, da. or I don't know, if you're a lawyer, maybe you think the pinnacle is arguing in front of the Supreme Court. I don't know. Or, or maybe becoming a judge, becoming a Supreme Court justice, whatever. But uh, at least I've experienced in, in the line of work with acting is those who I know who have achieved what we would think as the pinnacle of sort of your acting success don't find the satisfaction in that. They they have to have satisfaction in something else that that you find that, that uh, true satisfaction in, in that journey and what you're doing in life and what you're experiencing as opposed to that destination. It's a topic I love, I love talking about. And I think that's where then we talk about failing forward where it's like, yeah, you're, you're failing. It's, it's learning from what you're doing as you're going forward and improving and, and then enjoying that process. That's the process to enjoy the, whatever happens at the very end. That's, that's, that, that's icing on the cake. Enjoy the cake. Maybe that's yes, what we're going to say. Yes, Enjoy exactly. A hundred percent. Enjoy the, the cake. Of Eat the whole the cake. cake. You know, yes. make the batter, taste it, sample it, have fun, have fun with the decoration, have fun with the process. And one of my favorite things I ever heard from one of my mentors 
And it was so profound. It stuck with me and it's been over 10 years. He said, Niku, listen, at the end of your life, what is a legacy that you want to leave behind? And I was like, well, I want to impact millions of people and I want to solve world hunger and I want to bring peace and blah, 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 blah. Right. I was 21 years old at the time. Um, and he said, okay, that's great. But when you are gone, right. And you are buried 10 feet underground and we see your tombstone and we're going to see May 21st, 1987 hyphen, whatever day is your last day, your last breath. The most important thing is what happens in the middle. The most important thing is that journey and how you got to where you got, how you made people feel along the way, what you learned, because it's not about the legacy they end, but the most powerful, impactful thing that you're going to leave behind is your story and how you got to where you ended. It's the hyphen. It's the middle. We've got, we've got a new t-shirt. We got a new t-shirt. Yeah. What's what's in your hyphen? Yeah. <laughs> what, what 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 what's your hyphen? That's a great phrase. That's a great thought. Like what happened in that hyphen? Yeah. Uh, you know, where what what happened in your hyphen? I mean, it's a little morbid, right? It's a little macabre. It, it, it's a little morbid. Because like because like about your yeah, it is inspiring. If you, if you think about it, you look back on the people that may be looking at you right now, the end product and be like, oh my gosh, he's so successful. He's done all these things. I want to be an actor. I want to be a voiceover. I want to be on a Pepsi commercial. Like that's freaking cool. You listen to the commercial, you're like, that's my voice. I did that. But what they're not realizing is the man behind that, where it all started, what he had to go through to get to that end goal. So let's talk about your hyphen. Let's talk about how it all began. Number one, I know there are a lot of listeners that are like, how did you know you were good at voiceover? How did you know that you had a passion, a talent, a gift in making people laugh? So let's help people tune into finding their genius, finding their passion, finding their true talent. How did you find yours? I went on a very secure, 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 what is that word? I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a very roundabout way. How do you say that word? You went on a very like circular circuit. Yeah. Listen, somebody's listening to this email post on social media, share the link of this podcast episode, and please write the word that I'm trying to say. Circuitous, circuitous. There it is. Circuitous, a very circuitous word. I mean, I, I am. I, for the longest time, I thought when I was young, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And, and I remember I distinctly, I have some very distinct experiences throughout my life that I feel like helped lead me to do what I do now. And uh, one of those was when I was a, te- a young teenager and I was sitting in the, with some, in the house of somebody who was an older, this older couple like what you know? What do you want to do when you grow up, Eric? And it's like, oh well, you know, I think I want to be a uh, a um, a lawyer. And I was pretty sure I wanted to be a lawyer. And and so the guy, the oldest old man, said, oh oh, so you like to read, huh? And okay, like I like to read, yes. But I thought, well, what are you talking about? He's like, oh well, being a lawyer is all about reading. And um, and I thought, like, what isn't being a lawyer all about? like talking to the jury and the judge, like trying to convince the jury, of, you know, like ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the, this, my client is not guilty. You know, something like that. I thought, well, isn't that what being a lawyer about is about? And he's like, no, it's 99% of it is having to study and read. I was like, I don't want to study and read. So that dissuaded me from being a lawyer, I think. 
And uh, I've not, I have yet to play a lawyer, but I really want to. So um, then I went to school and then I, I studied, I came across economics. And I, I thought, well, this is fun. And I felt really strongly about choosing to become an economics major. And uh, I have an aptitude for math and it kind of mixes math with theory. And, and it's, uh, I, mean, I guess I just said economics is fun. I know there are a lot of people out there who don't think economics is fun. I think I economics I love is fun. economics, finance, numbers. I mean, there's a right, there's a wrong, end of story, no discussion. I, I love <laughs> you. I think, and that's certainly the, uh, the numbers side. There's also a lot of really fun theory and there's a lot of, so I, I really enjoyed economics. And then, uh, and then, it got to be around the time when I was having to decide sort of what I was going to do with my life. And I had a roommate who was also an econ major. And he's like, well, are you interviewing? And I thought, well, I, what would I be interviewing for as an econ major? He's like, well, I'm interviewing with consulting firms and, and investment banks. I thought, okay, well, yeah, I guess I should do that. So I started interviewing with consulting firms and investment banks and getting flown to uh, you know, LA and New York and Boston. And I had some really distinct experiences there realizing, oh my goodness, this is not, this is not what I want to do. Uh, I, I, I remember sitting down with an analyst from a really well-respected and known investment bank. And she started talking to me about her horrible schedule, but how it was all worth it because of the amount of money that you can make. And I just thought money does not motivate me that much. Again, like the destination of having a lot of money did not to me justify this the the journey of how terrible the journey was going to be i did not want that journey uh and and i just had a very distinct impressions about that i'm also a very spiritual person and and uh and so i at the same time i had started i had rediscovered acting and i was doing some some community theater and some plays and i had actually started because some people would always say, oh, your voice, your voice, you should do, you should do radio, you should be in radio, you know, um, they're also saying, you know, you have the, you have the face for radio. No, they were not, not saying that. That's a great long time joke. Um, so I started, uh, I started doing some, some voiceover stuff and some acting stuff in the local market that I was in. And, uh, and then I just felt really strongly about, you know, why can't I pursue acting? Like, why can't I be a good person and all? Because I really wanted to be a good person. And I thought, you know, you, when you're not living in LA and you think sometimes the perception of, of the acting world is there are all these terrible people or it's like a terrible, it's a terrible industry. It's going to kill you. It's going to chew you up. It's going to spit you out. You're going to be a terrible person. And I just had very strong impressions of, of why, why can't you be a good person and still pursue acting? Why can't you live a great life, a, a, a respectable life, be a, be a father, be a husband, be a, a good person and still be a professional actor? Why, why not? Who, who said you can't? And, uh, and that led me to, the, to where I am today. So it was so some of those, those experiences that, um, and I guess, you know, it, it's keeping to the theme of failing. You know, some, somebody might look at it and go, wow, you got a bachelor's, a BA in economics, and then you didn't do anything with it at all. Like I get, some people would probably view that as a failure, right? They would say, like, don't, don't talk to my parents. Don't talk to my dad. Uh, I'm not, no, my dad is amazingly supportive. But I, I remember we, we, after graduation 
from college, I was working as a singing waiter in an Italian restaurant. And I absolutely loved it. It was such a fun experience. We go to eat in the restaurant at, in celebration of, of my graduation from college. And here I am uh, going to pursue acting, doing nothing with the degree that I just received, essentially. And I, we were sitting at, at uh, lunch at this restaurant at which I was a waiter, but I was not working at the time because we were eating. And I remember my dad saying something along the lines of, uh, so Eric, does this restaurant require all of its waiters to have de degrees in, econom in economics? And that's like, nope, it does not. <laughs> nope, but this is the choice that I've made. Oh my God, so I love that so much. And, and I, I have to like point out one thing. I apologize for interrupting you, but mm. as you were saying, you went to school for economics and you made a decision to become an actor where you're going to be experiencing weeks, if not months, if not years of failure in hearing the word no, and not even getting a paycheck along that journey, having to go to acting lessons and working on your networking and trying to get in front of people. Right. I mean, I've, I have a lot of friends I'm born and raised in Los Angeles that we're trying to get into acting and modeling. And it was, you show up for an audition, you're in a line of people that are all trying to get the same role as you. And you walk in and it's supposed to be like a two minute thing. And they cut you off at 30 seconds. You're like, okay, thank you. Bye next. Oh, it's the worst. What? <laughs> the worst. So with that being said, I think for the listeners, fun fact, the majority of people that go to college, get into the school for one major, and within the first two years, change their major a minimum of two times. So we start school thinking we're going to do one thing. I went to school and I got in as a biology major. And then I quickly made a decision to go from biology to structural engineering. Then I started to experience economics and I was like, I love management science. So then I became structural engineering, management science. And then along the way, I realized that I love international relations. So I got a double major. And then I got a minor and then I decided to further my education in finance, right? So I think a lot of us, we have to be okay along the way of pivoting and changing and following our passions and the things that we start to learn along the way that we're really good at. You experience and find your genius along the way, but you have to be self-aware and in tune with what you truly enjoy and what you truly do not enjoy. You thought being a lawyer, like I did when I was little, I thought I was going to be an attorney. My first job was working as an office assistant in a law firm. I was like, I'm going to be a partner one day. I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to be going from the judge, like you said, like debating and trying to convince the jury and saving people's lives. And as I'm working in this office of these incredible people that are working in corporate law and family law, I was like, oh my gosh, all they do is research and research and research and read and read and read and write these long depositions. Cause it was my job to copy them and organize them. And they had to redo and rewrite over and over and over again. Trial was like 10%. I was like, no, that's not for me. So allow yourself along your journey for the listeners in the audience to pivot, right? Be okay with even when you graduate with a certain degree, like I graduated with a management science degree and a minor in international relations. And then I further advanced all my studies in finance. And now here I am a podcast host and a holistic health coach and teaching people Pilates and yoga and bar. I did not go to school for that. At all. At all. Like at all. Like I am not a physiology major, but I found out along the way, the things that I was doing that was helping me live a better life. 
decrease my stress, feel good. When I was running a sales and marketing firm, I found my passion was in movement. I found how that helped me balance myself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I was like, wow, I want to teach people this. I need more people to learn this because everyone that's grinding, 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 working their career or a nine to five or whatever it is, they're all struggling to find that peace and that balance in their lives. Well, I kind of tapped into that and I was like, I'd be doing the world a disservice, not sharing this journey, even though it's not what I went to school for. So it's okay. I'm just saying this to let people know, the listeners know, it's okay if you don't use your degree. Just find what you're really freaking stinking good at and that you love and enjoy to do and do that. Yeah, so true. And it is not, it is not a failure if you don't use your degree. Because here's the thing, the degree that you the degree that you studied for and blood, sweat, and tears and all the heartache of, of tests, et cetera, still grew you as a person, still developed you as a person, still gave you skills, gave you tools. I mean, the tools that you learned, Niku, the tools that I learned going to school, those are tools and those are developments that then help you excel in whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to do. So uh, yeah, it's not, it's, uh, it's, it's not a failure, not pursuing what you, what you went to school for. In fact, I, it would be great to see what the percentage of people who like whatever their degree is in, if that's what they are actually, I would love to, there's gotta be that statistics. It, there absolutely is. And I'll there's tell you that number is very, very small. Very, a very lot small. of people that, you know, and I know that didn't even go to school. They didn't finish high school and they're highly successful because they found out at a very early age what their genius was, what their talent was, what their God-given gifts were and what they enjoy to do. Yeah. So um, as another big thing that happened for me was as uh, going through this process was encountering, because you you mentioned a little bit, was encountering uh, at the top, the world of improvisation. And that I think was very transformational for me as well as not just as an actor, but as, as a person and uh, how I am in life. Cause, and, I, and I've been thinking about it as, as you were talking as well. And I think it relates uh, so well is when I discovered improv was right in the beginning of my acting career. And I can definitely hang a hat on how, my study of acting and, or my study of improvisation, learning improvisation certainly has helped me become a professional actor and, and do what I've been able to do, et cetera. But also just this, this idea of improv is an amazing, amazing thing for people beyond acting, for entrepreneurs, for people who are in the workplace, for people in their relationships. It is just, it's, uh, it's, transformational, if you will. But that was a big part also of, of my journey was encountering and learning improv and starting to study it and then starting to teach it and starting to then develop courses in it and, uh, and teaching it to other people, people outside of the acting realm. It's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And you've just reminded me of it as you were talking about, <laughs> talking about the journey, because there's such amazing principles of improv that are transformational and that are so perfectly related to failing forward 
I feel like. So I wanted to make sure that we talked about it because let's talk about that because I know you're a professional improviser. I know you are a teacher of improvisation. If I even said that word correctly, improvisation. For those of you that don't know, if you're listening, English is not my first language. I was uh, fortunate enough to learn it as I entered school. Thank you, mom. That was very terrifying showing up. And I'm like, I barely know English. Hi, I'm the little Persian girl. But anyways, with that being said, I'm learning new words every single day, like uh, circuitous or whatever the heck that word was. Circuitous. Circuitous. That's it. I'm going to look that up. I'll I'll look it up in the dictionary after the episode. (laughs) But this is why I love these conversations because it teaches me language. But Anyways, getting back to my main point, along the way of you being a professional in that arena and a teacher and a coach in that arena, you learned how to take that information, as you said, and teach entrepreneurs and business owners and individuals how to dramatically improve their mindset, overcome adversity and failure, increase their creativity, improve their teamwork, their leadership, and their confidence through these time-tested improvisational techniques. So can you share some of that with the audience and how you did that? Yes, definitely. How you do that, I should say. Yeah, there are, so improvisation is for those who don't know or kind of heard it thrown around. Basically, it's the study, it's the study of creation. I like to put, that's one of the ways to put it. There are a lot of different ways to talk about it, but improvisation essentially is, is, when you talk about acting, it's acting without a script. It's creating something on the spot. A lot of people know the the popular TV show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And usually that's what they link to improv, improvisation is whose line is it anyway? Or if people live in some one of the big cities and they think, oh, Second City or or the Groundlings in LA, it's, it's just, it's this comedy. It's about like making goofy comedy and making it all up on the spot. Well, that certainly is a product of improvisation and the study of improvisation. But the actual study of improvisation or improv for short is the study of of creation, is the study of development and of progress and of construction. Um, And it's a fascinating study. And so because a lot of people like schlep it into that category of, oh, improv is just, improv is just making up funny bits. Uh, on the fly, right? A lot of people just kind of think that. And so they don't even give it a second thought or don't even give it a chance to understand what it can do for your life and for, for so many different facets of your life. And if we take just like one principle of improv, one of the most basic, fundamental, important principles of improv is a principle people, some people probably have heard about it. Some people maybe haven't, but it's this principle of yes and. Nico, have you ever heard about Yes And? I'm sure growing up in Los Angeles, you had to have. I have, yes. And I've also heard about why, 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 why. Keep saying why till you get to the root cause. But I love Yes And, so let's dive deep. Yeah, the, the, uh, the why is great. If you have little children, you get really sick of the why. Of why. My son hasn't learned that word yet. He's two years old and I'm like, his older brother and sister, 12 and turning 15 are like, Kai, say why, why, why? I'm like, stop. Do Stop not it. teach him that. Don't, 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 <laughs> I'm like, don't that is that. off limits. That's ground for a timeout. <laughs> do, not, do not open that can of worms. Um, so the principle of yes and is, is a, just that in and of itself, in my opinion, is, is a life-changing principle when you start to apply it to your life. To just kind of summarize it really quickly, yes and basically means that you accept and you then 
add to it. So uh, in other words, you accept what has been offered and then you constructively add something to it. It's a really simple principle, but if you haven't experienced it before, you start to understand the opposite of yes and, one of the opposites of yes and is like no but. And when you're in a conversation with somebody and the conversation is flowing, et cetera, and then all of a sudden they throw a big monkey wrench into whatever conversation you're having with like a no, but I, you know, or they, they throw a big butt in, a big B-U-T with one T, a big butt in there. Um, it just derails the conversation. It can really derail the conversation. And, and you start to understand that you've experienced the beauty of yes and, and the difficulty when there's an opposite to yes and, but without, without even, without knowing it. Now, how does this apply to people's lives? Well, it's when you are, when you're in, when you're doing improvisation and you're creating an improvisation scene, I like to treat it as like a blank, a blank canvas. And, you know, somebody, somebody, you just have to create something on the spot. You really have to use yes and because when you're with somebody else, they will say something, you have to accept it and then add to it. And that's how you start to paint this, this great picture. You don't deny what they've said. But it also relates to things like relationships, to, to business, to brainstorming. If you've ever been in a brainstorming meeting, when you are yes anding, when somebody brings up an idea, and instead of immediately shooting that idea down, instead of saying, no, that idea is not good, instead say, yes, interesting idea, and we can put this on top of it. And then somebody else, yes, and we can put this on top of it. Yes, and we can start develop it, and it becomes construction rather than destruction. Um, it's, that's a really brief way of trying to explain it. Probably I butchered it. Thank you. I probably butchered no, it, but I feel like we it. should show them an example of it. I think we should. And I want to show them an example of an improv and it could be on anything yes. that you want to improv on. Here's what we're going to do. That tool. Okay. We're going to literally use this tool. We're going to, we're going to use it in a way that this is an exercise that we teach. Okay, we're going to tell a yes and story. You've probably already done this. Again, you've lived in Los Angeles, so you've probably already done this. But um, we're going to tell a yes and story. And the way, the way that we do this is we each will tell one sentence, uh, a sentence each time of a story. The first person will just start a story. And then every time after that, each of, each of us has to start that sentence with yes and. And what that does is that puts your mind into the mindset of accepting what the person just said for that story and then adding to what that person just said. So we're going to tell a little story. Let's do it. And uh, let's start with what's the, what's the main character's name of the story? Um, let's call him Elevate. Elevate. Okay, great. All right. It's a heat. Elevate. Okay. So uh, I'll start the story. And then again, you go, uh, just for the sake of the audience, you will, you will start your sentences with a yes and, and I will as well. And we'll just go a few times and we'll see where the story takes us. Okay. Sounds good. So, all right. Um, elevate. Woke up very excited. Yes. And he was really excited about going and brushing his teeth today. Yes. And he ran down the hall into the bathroom. 
Yes. And then he went ahead and used the potty like a big boy. <laughs> yes. And when he flushed, he noticed the water wasn't going down. Yes. And then he said, what is that plunger and how do I use it? Yes. And he grabbed the plunger and stuck it on top of his head. Yes. And then mom came in and said, that's not what you're supposed to do with that. And that's disgusting. <laughs> yes. And mom grabbed the plunger and put it into the toilet to show him how it works. Yes. And then the water went down and everything worked. And Kai said, or Elevate said, mommy, poo has gone. <laughs> yes. And they went downstairs and had a lovely breakfast. All right. Great. All right. Well, what a great story that was. <laughs> Has this happened? before in your life. It has happened before, actually. That's why it was so easy for me to insert my son's name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, great job. So that is just an example of a yes and. Now, for those who are listening, they might've thought, oh, that was, that's really easy, right? And yes, in one sense, it is easy. But in another sense, we had to accept exactly what we were saying, and then we had to build on it. Now, that story could have gone 8 million different ways, right? But really great job, Niku, of accepting what I said and then just building upon it. And that's telling a yes and story. Anybody can tell a yes and story. Anybody can do it at home. It's an incredible practice is to tell a yes and story at home. You can sit at home and you can literally tell a story using yes and, and you tr start training your brain. And here's where, here's where the magic happens, Niku, is us just doing that story. And it's fun. It's fun to like do a little story and we could, we could do, we could do 8 million of them. We could start it all in the same spot and they could go in different ways. But where the magic really happens is as you start doing it, you start conditioning your brain to be constructive, to look at what can I accept and what can I build on? And I think it relates so well to the failing forward because when people experience something in their life that is difficult and they might consider it a failure, going to college and then deciding you're not going to use your degree, right? When you apply the principle of yes and to that, what you're doing is, okay, I'm not, this happened to me. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to deny that this happened to me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, no, 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 that didn't happen. Like in this story, if you had said, and mommy comes in and mommy comes in and says, that, that's not for your head, that's dirty. If I had said, uh, no, mom, uh, mom didn't come in. It was instead detective, uh, uh, detective Smothers who arrested uh, Elevate, right? If I had said that, it would have felt like, what, what just happened? And, and you would have felt, you would have felt terrible because I just denied you. Um, instead of doing that in our lives where we deny what just happened, we say, no, 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 this didn't happen to me. Instead, we accept it. We say, okay, yes, this did happen. And what can I now do with it? And let's now add something to it. And it's a mindset. It is literally a mindset. And you can you train your brain to think in this way. And it's so even just doing this fun little exercise that we did with a yes and story, we're getting into the technic technicals of, of improv, but I love it. I could talk about this for, for, for years. Um, we did this fun little exercise. If you do that exercise, you literally start training your brain, much like you would train, you're very fit, Niku. I, I, you have probably worked out a lot of times in your life and you understand the principle of like, 
If I do curls, I, I will grow my biceps. If I do lat pull downs, I grow my lats. You know, the, the idea of exercising muscles and targeting muscles physically in your body, very similar to targeting certain things in your brain and the way that you react and things that you do as a reaction. And improv is training how you react to things. That's another way of defining improv is training how training your brain to react. And uh, you can train specific things like this yes and when you are when you start practicing and learning yes and you are starting to train your brain to become accepting and and constructive and building upon things you know our society needs more of this eric because i think we're in such a state of here's my perspective what i say is right what you say is wrong or i mean we're we're whether you want to believe it or not, we are more divided now than ever before. Point, period, blank, end of discussion. No, but no, that's me, no butting you, right? Yeah. No, but no, Niku. No, 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 no. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> but in reality, I mean, I had an opinion that I posted on social media just a week ago, and I had many people respond back with a yes and statement, and we had a conversation. We had open dialogue. They shared their perspective perspective. I shared mine and we came to an understanding of where each other's coming from. It was very constructive. There was a one, two people that responded back with a no, but you're wrong. This is the reality. These are the facts. Your facts are skewed. Your perspective is quote unquote, stupid is literally what they said. And accusing me of having no education and not have, you know, being able to speak on the topic. And I was like, where did I lose my freedom of speech? When was I told that because I'm a woman, I can't speak on this topic because this person made a very uh, <laughs> misogynistic comment and remark to me. And this is a problem in our society right now. This is an area where we are all failing and we're failing backwards. We're going backwards. We're creating racism where I thought we move forward from that. Like we're becoming sensitive where I thought we desensitized it. And we were just accepting of each other and realizing that I am different than you, but at the end of the day, we all love and care for each other. We want to live harmoniously in this world. And I think we need to do a better job of failing forward in this arena and doing things like yes and statements opens the conversation in a constructive way where we can be two different people coming from two different viewpoints, having two completely different perspectives, values, morals, and beliefs, but we're able to have a conversation in a dialogue, not a monologue, that is going to advance us, our society, our community in this world to a better place. So I think that this should be curriculum in school that we teach to our children, saying yes and not saying no, but, and the reasons why, like we need to be educated on these tools and techniques because they're not just good in our family lives and practicing this at home with your kids, but start to practice this with members of your community that are from a different side that then you may be politically, socially, economically, start to practice this tool with people that are not in agreement with you, start to practice this tool in business. If you're a business leader or an entrepreneur, start to practice this with your team, inspire and empower them that their voice is heard and that they matter 
And you will have a stronger team because of it. Your business will be more successful because of it. Your team culture will be one that everyone wants to be a part of. And that's how you're going to grow exponentially. But this is something that we really need to make it a bigger conversation. And we need to be willing to accept that we are lacking in this department as a society. We are all lacking. I love this movement. Let's do the movement of uh, the SN curriculum in all grade school curriculum. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. If there's a listener that's listening and you have a way of helping us get into the schools and talk to the right people, we need your help. Send us DMs on Instagram. Send us an email. Uh, write something in the comments if you're listening to this episode on YouTube. But, but let us know how we can make this shift happen because... Yes, I said shift with an F, S-H-I-F-T, make shift happen because shift. we we need to make shift happen for, for, for the better. Yeah. And I, with I that being also- said, this comes to another really important notion while you're feeling forward. And this is something that I'm sure you experience in getting to this level of success that you have in the acting world, in the improv world as well, is the importance of community, networking, and your connections. Let's talk about that a little bit. How important was it for you to focus not just on improving your technique and your skills in acting, but to also focus on your relationships along the way and the connections that you were building along the way to getting you to where you are today? Well, I think, I certainly think uh, it's related and uh, the connections that you make, you know, you're talking a lot, I think a lot about what you're talking about also, Niku, and by the way, I'm getting, I got to go look up what the post was that you did. We don't, we don't, we don't have to talk about it right now, but I can't wait to go look it, it, it up. It was on a story. So it lasted only 24 oh, hours. Oh man. Things. All right. I'm not a politician. I do not like to talk about politics. And that was like way more political conversation than I ever wanted to have. Thank God it was only for 24 hours. Ah, uh, <laughs> I missed it. Um, I need to do more Instagram surfing. So I think part of also what you're talking about is just, is also just basic respect, right? It is, it is just, it's basic respect because look, I, the, the principle of yes. And is, is that is the golden not... rule treat others, how you want to be treated? Exactly. exactly. When did we forget about that? Exactly. Because yes. And obviously it's not, it's not a principle to try to tell you, oh, well, you need to accept everything that someone says like that's 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 not the the idea i mean obviously if somebody's like hey you need to take this uh thing and and do it and it's going you're going to die because of it and then it like it, like you're not supposed to say yes and i will love dying because at your hand right like it's not it, it going to the extreme obviously but i think it uh what you're talking about also is just this is is just a respect is just a, a matter of respect, and I think that ties into what you're talking when talking about connections and talking about um, tr- relationships with other people. Certainly, relationships have have been very very important. You know, thinking about my thinking about my path and what has happened to me, I um, without going into too much detail. Uh, on my journey, so to speak, I had quite a traumatic experience of uh, with some people who who I felt very betrayed, um, and it was it was a very 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 difficult experience. And uh, one w- could have thought of it as as quite a failure, um, but in this theme of failing forward. Um, one of the things that brought me forward from that experience was 
my relationships with with others, my my professional relationships and also personal relationships, but my professional relationships with others where where yes, this happened and it seems like a big dam was placed in front of this river or or a huge rock was placed in front of the river or whatever, but then the stream the water was able to go elsewhere. The water didn't disintegrate. The, wa- the water didn't evaporate, right? The, it didn't just go away. Instead, something else beautiful happened. And that something else beautiful happened was very dependent on the relationships that I'd made with people. And I think when it comes to making relationships, I think making genuine relationships is really important. Um, being very respectful of others. I, I certainly don't agree. I, I, I probably have a lot of varying of different opinions than a lot of people that I am, am have great relationships with in my industry, but it's about respect and uh, cultivating those relationships in a genuine way, right? Without, without uh, them feeling like, oh, the only reason that this person is saying hi to me or is, uh, is, talking to me is because I know that they want something from me. And that, I mean, sometimes you can, sometimes you can totally tell when, when that happens, but I think it's about having a genuine, having genuine relationships and respectful relationships with, with other people. Um, And certainly in my journey, that has had a tremendous effect on where my career has gone and, and what different paths it has gone and and it will continue to do so. Um, I'm trying to think of if I necessarily have a story where it's like, you know, this one relationship that I made five years later turned into this incredible job. I'm sure there is, there are some of those. (laughs) I'm sure there's some of those. doors that were open for you that maybe wouldn't have been available because of you knowing someone that when they were told, Hey, I need someone to do this voiceover to play this character, help us with this commercial, you were the first person to come to mind because of the authenticity of your relationship and them knowing like what your true power is. Right. And, um, and knowing, and also not just in cultivating sort of relationships, but also when we start talking about relationships that you're making in the workplace, um, I think sometimes people don't, understand what kind of bridges that they burn <laughs> when they're, when they're doing something. I, <clears throat> I was, oh my goodness. I was, uh, I was on a, on set one time and this, and there was a person on set and you could just see the bridges that they were burning. You could just smell, you could smell the smoke of burned bridges and, and you started realizing nobody on this set is ever going to work with this person again. And, and you never know where people are going to be. You never know. So when we're talking about acting, you never know when the PA, the production assistant, like being a PA is a thankless job on a set. You're, you're, you're a gopher. You you do whatever anyone else tells you to do. It is such a hard job. And PAs are so amazing for what they do. But those PAs oftentimes later in life become, become, uh, directors become uh, become assistant directors. They become uh, camera. Uh, they become. Uh, 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 
Now I'm forgetting some of the phrase. Anyway, they be, but they, they they become the people who make the decisions. And uh, as and as an actor, you are beholden to those people who are making those decisions. And so, and so, uh, you never know when a PA is going to down the road be the person who could give you and help you with an incredible job or or give you an incredible opportunity later on in life. And so, it relates, I think, to any line of work. You never know when the when the intern is going to become a partner at a law firm and uh, and help you with a multi-million dollar deal when you are also a partner at a law firm, whatever it might be. Yeah. I think it's those relationships in your workplace also in treating everybody with the respect that we're talking about. Um, and you don't necessarily need to cultivate a, a burgeoning, growing relationship with each person, but treating everybody with respect and being enjoyable to work with and people knowing that you're responsible and you're respectful and that, that, that you're a good person, you never know where that's going to lead down the road. You never know when that's going to help you later on in life. And I think that's so important being just a good person Do you call this, this could be called the good person podcast. It, it really could. Because and it's so important. And relationships are so important, but you know, we can look back at our past or I'm only going to speak for myself and for no one else. I can look back to the younger version of me and I can look at all the areas where I burned my own bridges because I was too pompous, too arrogant, had too much pride, was living from a place of ego and operating from that place. And I wasn't treating people as I'd want to be treated. Right. Um, it's not that I'm a bad person. I was just, I was learning. I was on this journey of figuring out, you know, how to be a better leader, how to be a better human being. That's, that's what we all are. We're human beings and we're learning along the way. So if you're in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I, I see myself in this position of I'm burning bridges at work. I'm burning bridges in my community. I'm burning bridges with my relationships. Don't get hard on yourself about that. Just number one, first and foremost, become aware that that's what you're doing. Number two, realize how you could be showing up differently, acting differently, being differently. And number three, move forward with that. That's what failing forward is all about. Learning from your own mistakes on your journey, accepting it, and just becoming a better person. That's really what we want for you. Now, I would be doing everyone a disservice, Eric, including myself, if I didn't add a little bit of extra fun to this episode today. So obviously, you make a ton of people laugh. I looked at your TikTok. It is hilarious. Laughter is so important because it actually helps pull people out of some mental health issues like depression and anxiety. When you're laughing, you're releasing these endorphins inside your body. It's improving your serotonin production, which is your happy hormone. When you're laughing, it's contagious. It brings a smile to your face, which makes other people smile. I mean, laughter really is natural healing and an antidote to sadness and isolation, right? And it, like you said, it rewires the brain. It makes the brain just think and fire a little bit differently. So let's bring some laughter to the audience right now in whatever way that you want. <laughs> no pressure. In whatever, in whatever way that I want. Okay. So, uh, it can what be, would be a good through a favorite voiceover. It could be just an improv that you want to do right now on any funny topic that you think. Okay. 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 Niku, I'm going to put you on the spot. We're going to, oh, we're no. going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to do one of my favorite improv games. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to do, we're going to do a, 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 a replay scene. So we're going to do a little scene 
we're going to do a little scene and then we're going to have to replay it a few different ways since you mentioned since you mentioned like voices and stuff so we're going to we're going to we're going to try and now listen this is all about ha- having fun and uh and being able to laugh at ourselves because because it's really absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, so let's just let's be ridiculous. Okay, so we're gonna do a, a little. We're just gonna do a simple little scene. All right. Where where should the scene take place? Where do you think, Nick? Um. Well, you know, it's a holiday time right now, so why not a shopping mall? Okay, great. A shopping mall. Okay, great. So it's a it's a, we're at a shopping mall, and it's uh, what is our relationship to each other? Like, let's have a prior relationship. What what is our relationship meaning? Let's just say we met one time on the set somewhere. You got the job. I didn't. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> You're already throwing in some shade. You got to keep it interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was going to get interesting, but you want to throw. Okay, great. And uh, uh, so we're at the mall. What, what store? I kind of like Express. So let's just say I'm on the women's side of Express. You're on the men's side of Express. Oh, okay. Okay, great. All right, great. So, uh, so we're just going to do a quick little, let's just do a quick little scene. Okay. And this is an, imp- listen, we're just throwing ourselves into the waters of improv and, uh, and here we go. And we're not going to call each other by our own names, right? We're going to have our, we're going to have different names for each other Beautiful. because, because this is a scene, this is a fictional scene because okay. Nico and I, I did not get a job that Nico did not get. Okay. So this is a fictional scene. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, so so we'll just start. We'll just start the scene, and then I'll end it, and then we're gonna have some fun with it. Okay, got it. Okay, um, so that we're in the express, and it's holiday time. We know our, we know our prior relationship, and we'll begin our scene. Um, oh, Patricia! Hey, fancy seeing you here at this express. Oh, hey, Rob. Hey, hey. You know, I didn't think you could actually probably afford this. I can because of the checks that I got from that job. Yeah, yeah, I know. You, you thought, told, right? You cut me off when I was still saying my line by coughing in the background. Whoa, what a coincidence. Yeah, it was a really good cough. Yeah, really good. It really threw off my train of thought. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. I knew I knew that you would really like that. Hey, that's a really great color that you're going to try on there. Are you deflecting from ruining my career? <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't know if we want to call it ruining so much as helping you. Like I could help you with the, that ensemble. You Do should you definitely realize try that different- every audition after that one, when I was going up there saying my lines, I was worried about the person in the hall waiting for their turn to cough or for their phone to ring. And I was getting in my own head. Do you realize that? Like my acting career was over in that moment. I just thought it would be good for you because to be honest, you really shouldn't be an actor. Oh, great. Well, I really appreciate you. Okay, great. Okay, great. All right. That, wow. (laughs) My goodness. That was, that's a lot of stuff to unpack right there. Okay. So, okay. You know what, Nico, that was fine. That was a fine scene. That was a total fine scene, but let's, let's instead, we need to infuse uh, some emotion into the scene. Okay. So um, instead, what are a couple of fun emotions? Just uh, what, what's, what's one fun emotion? Uh, Giggling. Okay. So really happy. Okay, really happy. All right. And then what's an opposite one of that? Really mad. Really mad. Okay. Uh, okay, okay. Or really great. sad. Or really sad. Okay, really sad. That's fine. Great. We'll do really happy and really sad. So Niku, we're going to replay that exact scene word for word as much as we can. 
And, but this time you have to be really, really happy. And I have to be really, really sad. Got it. So we're going to do the same scene, same scene. You're really happy. I'm really sad. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Here we go. Oh, Patricia. Fancy seeing you here at this express the holiday season. Oh, hey, Rob. Hey. You're shopping here. I, I'm shopping here because of all the money that I made from that commercial. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pause. I, I, I really got to learn how to memorize my lines. You can all tell the same acting lines. is not my career. <laughs> all, the same, so, all the same lines. So try all the same. Remember, you're like, you're accusing me of ending your ending your, yes. your acting career and all that. Okay. Ready? And, and, then we'll, and then we'll continue. Okay. Yeah. I just thought maybe you wouldn't be able to afford this store because of my, well, me getting yeah, the you job. Know, you cut me off in the middle of my, in my audition. You cut me off in the middle of my line. You threw off my train of thought. And yeah. That's why my acting career is now over. Thanks to you. Thanks. Yeah. Maybe I could also help you with that outfit. It doesn't go well together. Oh, well, I love how you're deflecting from the fact that I just told you ended my acting career. Yes, because you shouldn't be an actor. <laughs> oh my gosh, thanks. Uh, I appreciate your opinion of me. But um, yeah, do you realize like after every single audition that I did after that moment, I was just worried about people interrupting or the phone would be ringing or and I was just totally in my head and that was the end of my acting career. I know you shouldn't be an actor at all. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Okay, good, good, very good. All right, good job, good job. That was good really job. hard. <laughs> we had to read, we had to read Rick. Okay, now, now we're going to set this. Now we're going to make sure we give this uh, a little bit bit of international vibe flair what's an accent you want to hear me do oh this is fun um well i know you have a good british accent but i'd love to hear your arnold schwarzenegger accent too okay okay so uh okay great so i'm gonna do this british and you're gonna do this as an arnold schwarzenegger oh my gosh i don't know if i know how to do that (laughs) okay ready same scene same scene. Okay. Ready? We don't have to do the same emotion anymore. Same scene though. Same scene, same, same type of lines. All, all we can think of, just let our accent, let the accent, uh, uh, motivate however you deliver the lines. Okay. Ready? So you have to do, try to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Here we go. Oh, hello, Patricia. Oh, fancy seeing you here at the express. Oh my. Hey Rob. <laughs> Wow, you know, I didn't think that you could afford this after you didn't get that job, <laughs> right? Oh, you know, I, um, during the audition, I was just, uh, you know, that cough, it was really helpful. Thanks a lot for that. Oh, yes, yes. I've got a little bit of a cough now. <laughs> Do you hear it in the back of my throat? <laughs> I thought you might like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you realize that when you were coughing, it actually threw off my entire acting career. Like it ended. Oh, 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 pardon me. I just wanted to make sure you understand. You shouldn't be an actor. Leave it to the professionals. Oh, thank you for your opinion, Rob. <laughs> Voiceover is clearly not my <laughs> No, this is great. <laughs> I'm like trying great. to move my mouth in weird ways. I'm like, how do you guys do this? this is okay, so great job. No, good hard. job. It was, like he was, it was like he was an Arnold Schwarzenegger from Brooklyn. It was great. It was really weird. I it, thought it, I was no. trying to bring out my British accent. That was great. That was great. Do you want to take it one step further? Sure, let's do it. 
Okay, okay. So now, so now we're gonna do the same scene. This, this scene has been beaten to death, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it one more time. But we're gonna do it with uh with musical styles. Oh so <laughs> I'm gonna give you two different styles: opera or rap. Which one do you want to choose? A rap. Oh, rap? Okay, okay. This is great. So we're gonna do the scene really quickly and we're gonna do it as an opera or rap. Okay. Um, so no, I have to do opera. You have to do it rap. Perfect. So every time you're doing a line, you have to do it like a rap, like a rapper. Oh my gosh. Rap. Okay. <laughs> do you want to switch? It's totally your choice. I'll 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 try the rap only because okay, I, I love it all I the time it. from my husband. All right. All right, here we go. So just remember a couple of main thoughts of the scene. And uh and here we go. So this is the last time we're gonna do the scene. And um begin. Oh Patricia, I see you. What's up, Rob? You didn't get the job and I did, and I can afford the express and you cannot. Well, you know, there was that one moment when I was at the audition and you came in and you coughed from the hallway and that ended my entire acting career. Mm. Mm. I'm going to give you a beatbox and try to do a rhyme. Ready? Go. I don't know how to rhyme. <laughs> uh, there was a moment in my career where I was trying to get really near to making myself to a star. And now I'm looking from afar at the success that you've created. And all I want to do is hate you. <laughs> yes, good job. Wow, that was so hard. But I'm expanding my comfort zone, y'all. Oh my goodness. You ex- Nikki, you expanded your comfort zone. Yeah, like, I'm very uncomfortable right now, but it's great. You no, are you kidding me? That was abs- That was delightfully, delightfully fun. That was, that was great. No, that was great. I particularly loved... That was a great rap. I thought I you yes you you also set up an elevated you also set up an elevated rap if yeah. Uh, rhyme yeah I, I should I should have finished it for you and your Arnold Schwarzenegger was just so spot on I feel it's like very we questionable need, but it's okay we need I gotta to watch more this. Terminator there, see though <laughs> yeah you know oh my gosh you're so good okay you, so made, I'm I, you didn't give me the over. job yeah sorry. yes your favorite character you've ever had to voice over for. I want to hear it. My favorite character that I've ever had to voice over for, or my favorite character, my favorite character that I that I love to do. Period. Because it's it's different, right? You don't get to you don't get to do the jobs that you always want. Yeah, that's true. So, which one would do you love to do? Um. Oh man, I uh, I I I one of my favorite one of my favorite characters ever to do. I love doing a Russian like a Russian character. I've gotten to play a Russian in just ridiculous videos before. But I, I absolutely love doing the Russian. You know, Nico, this has been a great interview, but maybe if you uh, think that it would do good also in uh, the Russia, maybe we can uh, have a little bit of uh, negotiation under the table. And, uh, you know, we pass, uh, you know what happens when we make deals. Don't think that the deals will not be appropriate deals for making deals. We should cut this out of the podcast so people don't understand. We will make sure that no one hears the the activities you are doing. So make sure, Vladimir, give me some borscht. Listen, Vladimir, where is it? Okay, Nico, here's the thing. 
one time when we, we are going to make a wonderful podcast together, we will make sure we sell it also on black market. It is uh, the dark web. You ever heard of dark web? Have you heard of dark web, Nico? Oh my gosh, I'm dying. Have you heard? Vladimir, get me dark web, uh, dark web uh, dossier. He, Vladimir will show you dark web oh and uh, with this cryptocurrency. The future is uh, we will make Nico crypto. We will call it Nico. Nico. Nico, we will call it. So, what about an NFT? We will make nifty, nifty, NFT, happy, happy, nifty time. Vladimir, make happy, happy, nifty time. He's making a sign right now. We will hold it on corner of street and it'll say happy, happy, nifty time. And then people will, we will say, hey, give me your uh, wallet uh, ID for your cryptocurrency and we will uh, sell it on the black market. Oh my gosh, I love it. You, what's the main character of the Minions? The guy. What's oh, his- yeah, yeah. Um, what is his name? Steve Carell does him. Uh, yeah. His name is, uh, I can't remember his name. I, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's one of my favorite movies, Despicable Me. But you need to be that guy. You're so good. <laughs> well, you know, so Steve. Fun. Oh, thank you. Steve Carell loves, Steve Carell loves. Uh, is Steve Carell's very successful. He is, but I, I don't think they've met Eric Artel. You know the names? <clears throat> oh, those rhyme. Steve Carell, watch out now, because Eric Artel is coming to town. Mm, mm, uh, uh, <laughs> yo, don't you know that I really fell, but where did I fall? I fall forward, yo. Forward, Whoa! yo. Well, forward, forward. I chicka, do. Chicka, 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 chow. Every time you do a rap, you have to end up like, chicka, chicka, chow. Yep. Um, oh, rapping I love is- it. Freestyle rapping is very fun. I, I did a, a ridiculous series about freestyle rappers who uh, who always end their rhyme with a with like a terrible rhyme. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, wait, Nico, how do you how do you pronounce your last name again? Loesch. Loesch. OK, so so it'd almost be like it'd be like, um, <clears throat> yo, give me a beat. Yo, give me a beat. Nico. Give me a beat. Yo. Yo, I'm sitting here on a podcast. I'm doing it with Niku Loge. And don't you know that she saw me on the podcast picking my nose? No, wait, 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 wait. No. <laughs> no I love right. it. That's it's like, right. where, where was your mind really at? Hey, that that's moment? not right. I didn't I pick my nose. My nose. <laughs> but no, the really good stuff like that. Um, it. Anyway, it's fun times. It's fun times. It's, it's good time. times. I'm so sad that our time together is coming to an end because we could, we could literally keep going and going and going just with improv. We might need to do a part two. That's just a quick 15 minute hit of just voiceovers and fun and laughter. Like here's your laughter episode, replay, replay, replay. You're sad. Replay laughter, release the serotonin, replay, release the serotonin, replay. Like, let, let me just, Rewire. Listen, Nico, before we end, let me just say that it was so great how you just jumped in and did this stuff. And that, that is something else that you learn in improv is <clears throat> just jumping in and, and doing it. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've, we lose our sense of play as adults. Children, you, you know, when children, or when children are children, they have this sense of wonder, of imagination, and of play. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, as, as we become adults, we start second-guessing ourselves. We start criticizing ourselves. We start... Uh, we, we get into this mode of, of doubting ourselves. And that's another thing that 
that improv really helps with that. Yes. And that we, I mean, we have a, look, I have a, we have a whole course. We have a power course on yes. And you can go to improvwizards.com slash yes. And if you want to, it's a a, show notes. We'll have it drop for you right below. That's right. It's a, it's a, we call it a power course where it, where it gives you all these exercises at home that you can do. Um, we guide you through exercises <clears throat> just on yes and, just on practicing and how yes and can improve your life. But what that helps do when you yes and yourself, just that's just a small part of improv that we talked about today. It helps you overcome that, that so often we judge ourselves. We judge our thoughts. We judge, we, we hesitate and we think nobody's going to like that. Or mm, that's going to be ridiculous. I mean, just seeing you like jump into the Arnold Schwarzenegger accent and and just try it. I mean, I'm sure your mind was racing and like was going, I- I'm not going to do this. No, I cannot do this. This is absolutely ridiculous. This is going to sound terrible. This is going to be, da, 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 da. I'm sure there's some, something like that was going through your mind. A thousand percent. And if my husband's listening to this episode, he's laughing like she has no idea what she's doing because she is horrible with pop culture and she can't even remember the Terminator movie, but it's all good. I had fun along the way. You had fun, exactly. And you you overcame that and you you played, you know, and I think that's another that's another part of life is this is this is this idea of play, you know, and uh and anyway, like you said, we could do we could do you could do so many different podcast episodes about about this to really help bring that serotonin into people's lives because it's it's that's true. It really, it really can and and that's part of why I've absolutely loved learning improv and studying it and teaching it and, and doing it. Um, and, you know, we have a, like I said, we have, we have an online improv learning system, improvwizards.com where you can go and, and learn it from the safety of your own home at your own pace. But it truly is this thing that starts to open your mind and, and change the way you think and change how you react to things. Um, and it's those initial reactions that are so important. Like we were talking about earlier about like, you know, in, instead of when somebody has a different idea of than you, if you, if you have, if your initial reaction is to be like, no, terrible, you're terrible. No, blah, 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 whatever. That is so destructive that, that hurt, that, that hurts, that, that does not build, that does not, that's not respect. But if you have that habit of, of being accepting, being respectful, and being constructive, it's, that's so important in life. And that's really what failing forward is. It's like, like we said before, it's when you fail or when you have a setback or have something that happens like that, how do you react to it? How do you let that mold your life? And that's one of the wonders of, of improv that I've loved is, is it helps teach you to react well to things and react in a very constructive way to things. So I absolutely love this, Nika. This I love that great. so much. And I think one key takeaway is the importance of play. Don't just get stuck in working, 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 but having no time or making the time for play. And I've done tons of interviews with highly successful business people, entrepreneurs that are making seven, eight, nine figures. And they'll tell you the key to their success when they really launched from the level of being in their excellence to their level of genius is when they started to incorporate more play. So I hope all of you that are listening to this episode had so much fun and laughed at all the things, including my <laughs> rapping skills and my Arnold Schwarzenegger skills and my ability to, or inability to remember my lines, but I hope you enjoyed it. 
do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Share this episode with friends and family that need a little bit of laughter in their lives. Let's start off 2022 with a bang and do make sure that you stay in touch with Eric. He is on Instagram. Look for Eric Artel. He is on TikTok. Be one of his viewers that are just having so much fun watching his comedic ventures and do check out improvwizards.com if you want to learn more about improv and bring it into your lives. Let's make some more time for play. Eric, thank you so much for being here with us on the Failing Forward podcast. Cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you, Nikki.